show of, of what we are and where we've got to. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it came with a lot of challenges along the yeah, way. I was about to say, what well, was my next question? What, what challenges have you overcame? With this? I mean, at the start, it was a case of you know two and a half, three years of just growing this platform everywhere and anywhere. Mm. And it's a case of we had to have a lot of patience from from users because. You know, when you go on there and you have two houses, three houses, even a hundred thousand houses, like it's not really enough. If you're gonna, if you are hypothetically searching for the world and you think, hey, tomorrow I want to look at Bali or Thailand or whatever it is, you know, we have to be everywhere. So at the very start, you know, the amount of doors that closed on us, mm. I wanted to be in a position where I didn't have to rely on that and have to right. open on people, you know, rely on people opening doors for us. Which is why, sure, the company's three years old, but realistically, before it was even an idea, the company started eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I was working my ass off in banking, like that money was going towards being able to start this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at a point where I didn't need to go and raise capital to start with because I'd done that over, you know, working hard for an amount of years mm-hmm. to be in that position. Um, it, it When it, you know, you, your reputation is another thing that like goes into it. And again, that's not three years old. Mm-hmm. That is, it's, it's that it's old cliche. Over your lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, we've worked with and partnered because hopefully we do things in the right way and we've got a good enough reputation that that people see yeah one we're trying to solve a problem and we're not asking you to spend money mm-hmm. but most importantly like we're trying to do things in the right way like mm-hmm. i value like my reputation our company's reputation more than making money mm-hmm. the money is the side point of it right and i think right. too many people are too quick to do this and this is why i avoided vcs and i'm sure a lot of people with a with a startup and a business will instantly try and go to VCs. Mm-hmm. I personally say, don't waste your time. I think VCs are, are, are mostly idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for any VCs listening. There are some great ones out there. We've got a couple that have invested with us, but on a level that they understood what we were doing. So why the, do you say some of them are idiots? It's groupthink, right? And I largely used to do that job. So mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I think I'm, I'm better than them or I understand it better than them. It means that I used to do that job and I know full well that I didn't understand it. And the people <laughs> working with me didn't understand it either. Right. So you, at VCs, what you have is you have an issue right now where a lot of them are losing money. A lot of them on an individual level. If you stop for a second and you think from the outside, most people look at them like, oh, VC, they're going to invest. They've got the stacks of cash. This is what's going to support and grow our business. Mm-hmm. But if you stop for a second and you think the guy making that decision in a VC has a job there and they have such small margins of losses before they are themselves fired mm-hmm. because they're not playing around largely with their own money. Yeah. That's investors' money that they turn around and they're also raising capital mm-hmm. and saying to people, oh, we can give you eight, nine percent returns. So that's also a job from them. And so these guys are protecting themselves in this bubble of they think that metrics translate to success. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with it largely. So you're always going to hear straight away. And I heard this at a speech the other day. Mm. What's your revenue? What's your revenue? What's your predictions? What's your financial forecasts? Right. And I say to people when they ask me for my financial forecast, coming from doing an economics and maths degree and coming from banking, I'm like, they're like, where'd you get your forecast from? And I say straight up, I made them up. Mm-hmm. Like they're entirely made up because that is exactly what forecast is, especially for a young company. Yeah. I'm like, if you think that a forecast is, you know, I could say any damn number I want and yeah. I can either overly impress and then I'm going to disappoint because I'm not going to make that number. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to say something that I think is realistic and obtainable and you're not going to think it's good enough. So what the hell is the point, right? Exactly. And, Might as well shoot for the stars, right? But yeah. revenue doesn't translate to success. Mm-hmm. And you see that with so many companies because, you know, a guy with a hot dog stand in Manhattan is going to make more revenue on day one than a multi-billion dollar company potentially. Doesn't right. mean that that business is scalable and it doesn't mean it's defensible. Mm-hmm. So the problem you have with VCs and private equity sometimes is they're removing 
the value of brand founder vision. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff that when you find people that will back you, and largely the biggest backer of that is gonna be yourself. Right. When you find that and you're not gonna give up when times get hard, that is what is absolutely imperative to it. Because yeah, sure, there's probably been a couple of times where I threw my laptop down, I thought, screw this. <laughs> all the time. I, I kid you not, yeah, it, it, it lasted maybe 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, James, what are you doing? Get mm -hmm. on with it. Like, you know, stop being such a baby. But it's it's a case of if you've got that, and because no one else, very few people are gonna back that and back you and your vision and what you're gonna get to. So you need to understand that that's your biggest value. Yeah, sure, everyone and most companies need that capital and that cash to be able to start. But you've got to raise that yourself to start with until you can turn around and say, well, look, this is the brand, this is the vision we're doing, but this is also some kind of proof of concept that I have. This mm -hmm. is how we're growing. Then you're going to have people wanting to back it. You know, we have now a lot of the people that close doors on us are, are knocking on those doors again. Mm-hmm. wouldn't say I kind of like that hindsight and yeah. hate to say I told you so, but <laughs> it, it, it's a case of, you know, choose who you get into bed with, like in terms right. of partners, investors, and if you have that team that's going to support you as well, it's it's that's another big problem, right? right. I've got a great team that work with us, um, but that's come through trial and error. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's something that's never perfected either. So... It's difficult, right? You know, it's yeah, you got to be selective with who you work with. Make sure you put the right, the qualified people in the right position. And my rule, rule number one: don't hire your friends. <laughs> so you know what? I actually disagree with that. Oh really? Okay. So yeah, I Tell actually me. disagree with that. My Tell CTO, me. I've known the guy twenty three years. Okay. Uh, my personal assistant is my sister. Well, of course. Now, if they're qualified, then of course. But it always boils down to are they qualified? So in Continue. a way, yes. So my CTO, for example, like there were a lot of elements of being a chief technical officer. He didn't understand. He came mm -hmm. from a tech background. He designed and like built websites, but large parts of the app side, he didn't necessarily understand. Now. I put so much value on loyalty and motivation from people, mm -hmm. right? Like I love, like, you know, my assistant, there were elements of the job she didn't really, she had to just learn and get a grip with at the start. But what is amazing is the trust and the loyalty I have there. Mm -hmm. And I know that she's got my back. I know our CTO has my back. Like mm -hmm. I know that those people, but I do agree there are some elements where you don't work with friends and family, but I do also think that there's some where it's, Maybe get better friends and family. Um, that, that's it. That's it. If you can't work with your friends, then you, you got the wrong set of friends. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and that's like a key thing about your network as well. And, and the, you know, the kind of people that you hang around with and, and what you're going to build because they do motivate you and push you on. Right. Right. If, if, if we're always hanging out and every time I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, let's go down to the bar again. Right. And we yeah. turn around and we start wasting five, six hours every day in a bar. Like I like going to the bar as much as the next person. Right. But, you know, that can't be like your consistent life that you're around because it's it's time. Um, same reason I don't watch Netflix or box sets or stuff. Yeah. I don't have time for it. So I don't have time for it either, man. Wise man once told me you're around nine broke people. You're going to be the 10th one. That's a good way of looking at it. And then once I heard that, I'm like, no more broke friends. 